So I wanted to mix it up a bit today. We're going to talk about some old Buddhist doctrine from the original Pali Canon from the suttas, specifically the 18 Dattus, the Heart Sutra, which is not from the Pali Canon, uh, but originated decades afterward, refers to the emptying of the Dattus, specifically the part of the Heart Sutra that says, no eye, ear, nose, tongue, body, mind, no color, sound, smell, taste, touch, or what the mind takes hold of, nor even active sensing. The Dattus are referenced here. The 18 Dattus are a group of elements that are divided into three categories. One is the faculty Dattus, one is the object Dattus, and one is the consciousness Dattus. So the first category references the organ, for lack of a better way of saying it. In this context, or in my interpretation, I'm going to say the subjective aspect of perceiving. So eye, ear, nose, tongue, body, and mind. The second category references the object. So that which is seen, that which is heard, tasted, smelled, felt, and cognized. In the Heart Sutra, the reference is no eye, ear, nose, tongue, body, mind, which is the first column or the first category. And the second category being no color, sound, smell, taste, touch, or what the mind takes hold of. And the third category, consciousness datus, is the experience of the interaction between, in my interpretation of this, the subject and object within consciousness. So it's the experience, or I'm going to say here, the reflected experience of seeing, hearing, smelling, tasting, touching, and cognizing. So my interpretation of this is the first category, eye, ear, nose, tongue, body, mind, and the second category, color, sound, smell, taste, touch, and what the mind takes hold of or mental formations are very specifically referring to the illusory dichotomy between subject and object. For instance, when you're just looking right now or seeing or using the faculty of seeing, do you experience an eye? Do you experience a retina? Do you experience an iris? No, not at all. And do you experience a color or a form or a shape as an object out there? That's a little harder to test in direct experience until the subject-object construct has fallen. Once that falls, it's very clear that that's also not there. There's not something out there existing on its own side. There isn't color, form, shape, movement existing on its own side. There's an appearance, but that appearance does not have an objective pole any more than it has a subjective pole. So the subjective pole can be deconstructed to some degree before the entire dichotomy of subject and object are deconstructed. For instance, using something like Thomas Harding's The Headless Way. But it's an altogether different realization when the subject-object experience completely disappears or is seen to have never been at all. And that's an ongoing, irreversible realization. I could say an experience, but the 
idea or experience uh, as a faculty will be deconstructed here. So, or this is the first part of seeing through it. So I don't want to use the term experience, but with that realization, this is irreversible and ongoing. So in my estimation, that's really the difference between seeing the, or experiencing the subject apart from the object or perceiving that way and seeing through it. Once you see through it, the next step is to see through the nature of consciousness itself, the nature of seeing as consciousness, the nature of hearing as consciousness, tasting as consciousness, touch as consciousness, and so forth. There's a really nice reference to this in an interview I did recently with Tony. It's called A Warrior's Awakening or A Warrior Awakens. You can search it on my channel. So in that discussion, we talked very precisely about the moment it was obvious that what we call sound or the experience of sound is something that until this realization clarifies is rather momentary. And then it turns into the experience of hearing, let's say, like a faculty, like consciousness flavored as hearing, if that makes sense. It happens very, very quickly until we deconstruct it. When we deconstruct it, it's so obvious to experience that which is heard or the unconditioned behind the perception of hearing and compare that to the experience of conscious hearing or the reflected experience of hearing within consciousness are very different. They're radically different. One is profoundly freeing, endlessly fascinating, unborn, undying. And one is just another form of identification, another form of thought. So that's the difference between experiencing those first two categories of the Datus as subject and object, or two poles creating the apparent internal experience, the conscious experience of any of those sense faculties. I hope that's clear. It's, it's a little hard to put this into words because I'm talking about subtle things here. Now, there's an interpretation, a very old interpretation of the Datus that essentially says that the perceptive faculties, the first through the fifth in each category of Datus, so eye, ear, nose, tongue, and body, not mind, sound, smell, taste, touch, color, but not mental formations specifically, those faculties, the five senses, are extrapolated into the sixth, or I don't want to say extrapolated. Extrapolated is not a bad word. Collated, uh, fabricated into that sixth faculty, which is the faculty of mind, of mental formations, and ultimately of mind consciousness. Now, what happens after the initial two steps in this process I'm talking about. The first step being the subject object dropping. And the second part is seeing through the reflective aspect of the senses in the way Tony and I talked about in that video, which is a huge jump. It's a huge shift. 
it's really to see, experience, and realize formlessness as the primary experience or the primary realization or the primary position of all sense experience. Formlessness. That's thorough, non-dual realization. So those are the first two steps. The third step is when we see through the first five sense faculties or perceptual um, streams collating into an experience of self in any form at all, which is represented by the sixth faculty in each of those categories. So the mind mental formations, and mind consciousness. Being what actually feels like you in the most fundamental or simplest way possible. When that link is broken, which comes after thorough non-dual realization, then the process of deconstructing a self, seeing through self, uh, is complete, actually. It doesn't mean there's nothing more that will unfold in the realization process, but it's nothing to do with a self anymore, nothing to do with a practitioner, a seeker. All of that's gone, and a lot actually goes away with that. The specialness of everything is gone. The specialness of the spiritual journey is gone. Nothing is more special than anything else including the most mind-blowing mystical experiences you've ever had, including any previous realizations. The whole slate is wiped clean. That's what it means to see through the 18 datus. That's exactly what the Heart Sutra is pointing to. And it's a very powerful pointing. So I'll finish by reciting the Heart Sutra, or at least the version I know. The Bodhisattva of Compassion Avalokiteshvara, from the depths of prajna wisdom, saw the emptiness of all five skandhas and sundered the bonds that create suffering. Know then, form here is only emptiness. Emptiness only form. Form is no other than emptiness. Emptiness no other than form. Feeling, thought, and choice, consciousness itself are the same as this. Dharmas here are empty. All are the primal void. None are born or die, nor are they stained or pure, nor do they wax or wane. So in emptiness, no form, no feeling, thought, or choice, nor is there consciousness. No eye, ear, nose, tongue, body, mind. No color, sound, smell, taste, touch, or what the mind takes hold of, nor even act of sensing. No ignorance or end of it, or all that comes of ignorance. No withering, no death, no end of them. Nor is there pain, or cause of pain, or cease in pain, or noble path to lead from pain. Not even wisdom to attain. Attainment too is emptiness. So know that the Bodhisattva, holding to nothing whatever, but dwelling in Prajna wisdom, is freed from delusive hindrance, rid of the fear bred by it, and reaches clearest nirvana. All Buddhas of past and present, Buddhas of future time, through faith and prajna wisdom, come to full enlightenment. 
Know then the great Dharani, the radiant, peerless mantra, the supreme, unfailing mantra, the prajna, paramita, whose words allay all pain. This is highest wisdom, true beyond all doubt. Know and proclaim its truth. Gate, gate, paragate, parasamgate, bodhi, svaha.